It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You know, give them credit. They did a good job, uh, but we're not going to let um, this bleed into next week. This is humbling. Nobody's going to shy away from. Uh, we've got to do a lot better collectively as a team. You give the Ravens their credit, uh, but what you can't do is you can't allow the Ravens to beat us twice as we move forward into our preparation in the upcoming week. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. I get it out the mud. Yeah, yeah. I get it out the mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. Tuesday edition. Nothing exciting here, folks. Move along, move along. Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams, your team, every day, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're here. Breaking down that very, very disappointing loss. You heard Sean McVay in the opener there talking about they are going to pack this up and move forward, that they aren't going to let the Ravens beat us twice, that they've got to move forward and look next to the Arizona Cardinals. But looking at the score, it felt like the Ravens beat us twice. We're going to break down that loss. We're going to talk about the offense, the defense, the coaching, the execution, the hustle, the effort, all of that that came together and that very ugly and disappointing loss in front of the nation on Monday Night Football. Guys, don't forget, go give the show a follow at LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter. Also, the show, Lockdown Rams, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're not subscribed to the show yet, go do that as well. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, and Himalaya. And if you're on Spotify and you're not following the Lockdown Rams playlist, which we take all the music here from the show and put it on a playlist for you guys, go check that out and uh, subscribe to that too as well. I'll continue to be adding music along as we go. At this point, that might be the most exciting thing left going for the Rams. And we'll talk about what's next for this team and playoffs and NFC and, and how everything shakes out. We'll be talking about that over the next couple days and looking forward because like Sean McVay said, whether you like it or not, 
because he doesn't give you a whole lot after it. So he did own the loss uh, per usual, uh, but we got to move forward. So that is what we are here to do today. Lockdown Rams Tuesday. We've got a full jam-packed show breaking down everything in this game. So with that, let's just get right into it. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. The Rams lose to the Baltimore Ravens 45-6 at home on Monday Night Football. And honestly, you hear that score and you think, wow, that sounds like an ugly game. It was even worse than it sounds at halftime. It was 28-6. The Baltimore Ravens offense could not be stopped at halftime. They were averaging 8.9 yards per carry. They had 175 yards or something crazy like that. Their first six drives... Six touchdowns. Their seventh, with their backup quarterback, went all the way into the red zone before they decided to kick a field goal. 45-6. to The Rams found two possessions in the second quarter where they were inside the red zone. Both times had to settle for field goals. McVay talked about it after the loss, about the offense that he said he was kind of encouraged early on, and that if it wasn't for some penalties, those field goals should have been turned into touchdowns, and it could have been 14-20 at halftime and still been a ball game. But what he didn't realize was in the second half, it didn't matter. They were going to outscore us 17 to nothing. You always talk about you need three phases to win the game. Well, these three phases for the Rams also were there to help us lose the game. No unit played well. Special teams didn't. They had some punts where they fell apart on coverage, gave the Ravens good field position. The defense gave up yard after yard, whether it was throwing or running. It didn't really matter. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, both out there looking like studs. Mark Ingram ended with 15 carries, 111 yards and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson, 8 carries, 95 yards on the ground. Added to that with 15 of 20, 169 yards, 5 touchdown passes. Or as they called on the broadcast many of times, a Jackson 5. The Ravens put together 285 yards on the ground. Compared to the Los Angeles Rams, 22 yards. 6 carries. For 22 yards for Todd Gurley, a long of 15. He never had a chance to get going. Part of that is some of the coaching, but it really, out of the gate, they were down fast and they just kept getting buried deeper. The Rams couldn't get a drive going to even allow Todd Gurley or this offense to get in a flow. Just looking at total plays, 74 for the Baltimore Ravens to 48 for the Los Angeles Rams. And mind you, probably a good 15 of those came in the fourth quarter in garbage time. The Ravens had 31 first downs compared to the Rams, 14 first downs. It was pure domination, 6.5 yards per play for the Ravens compared to the 4.6 for the Rams. Again, this was really the game plan that the Rams wanted to do to the Ravens, and it was the reverse. 48 rushing attempts to 9, controlling the clock, controlling the ball, dominating the football game on the ground. Usually at this point, this is when we pick apart the Rams and say how bad they were at this and how bad they were at that. And believe me, we still have time to do that. But this also is a reflection of how good the Baltimore Ravens are right now. Lamar Jackson on a national spotlight definitely opened the eyes to a lot of people that haven't had a chance to see him a lot. He is an MVP candidate, if not the leading one at this point. A couple other stats from this game that kind of pop out showing how the Rams lost this ball game. They had two turnovers. The Ravens have zero. 39 minutes and 56 seconds time of possession for the Ravens compared to 20 minutes and four seconds for the Rams. 
Ravens move to nine and two on the season. The Rams move to six and five and are in dangerous position of missing out on the playoffs. They are going to need to win out as well as getting some help from around the league. It's not impossible, and we'll talk about that over the next couple weeks, but definitely not looking good. Well, we are off and running on this Tuesday edition. I have yet to really even speak about the defense other than Lamar Jackson was awesome. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into this game. We're going to talk about uh, Sean McVay, what he needs to get done. Maybe hear another word or two from the press conference. Jared Goff didn't perform well, but weirdly, I don't think this one is entirely his fault. Uh, This was a bad team loss, and we're going to talk about that more coming up. Tuesday edition, Lockdown Rams. We'll catch you on the other side. Before we get over to the next segment, I want to talk to you guys about Metro Infinity. First of all, calling out to all my Rams fans. Help a brother out here. I got a call from a man, Billy Adams, the other day, and he said, great, man. The ads are working. Great job. And I said, awesome. One of our guys came down to try out a car, and he said, no, actually, one of the Chargers fans came down, and they bought a car. They left a satisfied customer, and they couldn't be more happy. And I said, a Chargers fan? So I'm calling all my Rams fans. You got to go check out Metro Infinity. It's 281 East Central Monrovia, California, just off the 210 in Monrovia. Me, you, we're both upset about this loss. Well, blow off some steam. Go look at a shiny, brand new, or used Infinity because Metro Infinity is the number one volume dealer in California. They are the only dealer in California, by the way, that is family owned and has been in business for over 25 years. So swing by, check out the brand new multi-million dollar facility, grab some keys, take a test drive. Don't tell Billy I said this, but you know, hit the pedal to the metal a little bit. Test that baby out, blow off some steam. And heck, you're going to get a great deal on the car because if you mention Lockdown Rams, you're going to get $500 off. So do me a solid. Take a break from all this Rams talk and go try out one of these brand new or used Metro Infinity cars. Right now, you get a 2019 Q50 Luxury with $1,500 down for $350 tax included. Don't forget your discount. $500 when you mention Lockdown Rams. Again, you can find them just off the 210 in Monrovia. Metro Infinity, a proud sponsor of Lockdown Rams. Also, a proud sponsor of Lockdown Rams is my bookie. And hopefully, you guys didn't get too badly burned from the game tonight. Well, if you did, there is a chance to win your money back this week. And this week only, my bookie is offering a risk free bet on the Bears Lions game on Thanksgiving. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You got a little extra holiday money. If you lose, Congrats as well. You get your money back. My bookie will give you all of your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally can't lose. It's no risk at all. Literally no risk at all. It's a $250 bet. You win, you keep it, you lose, you get it back. So quit waiting around and sign up to play today. Just log into mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll and then it's on to top it off with a risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply can't lose. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Second segment, Lockdown Rams Tuesday, your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Win or lose, I am still here to talk to you and express the blues. Wow, that was really cheesy, and I hope I edit that out because I'm angry at myself. But that is where this game has put me, into a loop of madness where I'm on the mic, 
and I'm just talking stupid. But we're back, and we are talking this game, the Baltimore Ravens versus the Los Angeles Rams, 45-6. to Not much to take out of this game besides the Rams fell apart quickly in this game and may have gave up even quicker. Sean McVay, we'll go to him because uh, we need someone to fill in some time here before I start getting really angry. But let's hear from Sean McVay. He was asked a couple questions after the game. One was pretty simple. How do you move forward after this? Yeah, well, I trust that we have the right guys in that locker room, guys that are mentally tough, uh, that understand that, hey, whatever we did tonight, all right, has nothing to do with what we're going to do moving forward unless we allow it to. And, and that's the mindset that we've got to have as coaches, as players, uh, to a man. You know, you look, everybody, you, we, we owe it to each other to do better, uh, and I feel as responsible as anybody. And I certainly have to do a better job, but the only way I know how to do that is by the way that you work throughout the week, the way that you consistently bring a consistent demeanor of urgency, but also, hey, let's be solution-oriented in the way we move forward. Can't wait to look at this tape, fix it, and then we get ready for the Arizona Cardinals next week. Someone once told me the best way to detox is to retox, and maybe that's what the Rams need to do here. The best way to get over this terrible loss is to get back on the field and play it again, right? We got the Arizona Cardinals next week. In fact, they're no slouch of a team, so the Rams need to come together, move forward, and try to salvage the season because some say that they kind of quit out there. You're reading on social media. You're watching the game yourself. Sean McVay had a different opinion of that. He said that his team didn't quit. It was actually Lindsey 30 that asked him, and here's what he said about his team. I don't think it was anything to do with the effort, Lindsey. I think, you know, certainly, uh, you know, I feel responsible for not putting our players in better positions, really in all three phases. And we'll go back, we'll look at it, we'll see what we can do. There's going to be an element of execution that that entails as well. And, um, you know, we're all in this thing together, but but uh, I feel as responsible as anybody. And, you know, just put your head down and, and go grind and, and find a way to just get ready for next week because just dwelling on this doesn't do you any good. And you can't run away from the problems that we did have tonight, uh, but allowing it to set ourselves back is what this team will not do, I can promise you guys that. He talks about not running away from his problems as well as not allowing it to linger around and be an issue moving forward. Uh, We've heard that a few times from him before. We'll see if it gets fixed. We saw some adjustments. I don't know why. Again, I'm going to have to look at the film myself. Sound very Sean McVay-esque here. I'm going to have to go back and watch the film. But from what I saw throughout the game, we went back to a lot of the 11 personnel. We talked about wanting to come into this game, set a tone with the run game. And obviously early in the game, Todd Gurley was getting some carries. We went down 14 points. And then there it is, right back in to the Sean McVay pass-heavy offense. But really, for me, it was also just watching the Baltimore Ravens was exactly what I wanted our offense to look like. One or two wide receivers. They had a fullback in there at times. They had a couple tight ends in there at times. And they were just pounding the rock. So Sean McVay says the team didn't quit. But man, watching that offense continue to punt the ball and then watching the Ravens come down on six consecutive drives and score a touchdown... There were a couple really deflating moments in there. One was a third and 13 where we give up 12 yards on a run to Mark Ingram instead of a what you thought would be a fourth and at least six or 10 or something long in that situation. It's a fourth and one, so they leave the offense on the field. Lamar Jackson, easy, handoff, picks it up, boom, move it along. There's another one. They send their punting unit out, I think maybe for the first or second punt of the game. The Rams have 12 men on the field on a punt. How do you not know you're on the special teams? How is there an extra guy out there? Where's the miscommunication that there's an extra guy thinking he's on the punt team this time instead of not being on the team? Well, 
Five-yard penalty, moves it closer into a fourth and four. They actually send out the field goal unit. Harbaugh takes a look at it and says, "Mm, let's send out the offense. They take a timeout, come out of that, first down, come down, score a touchdown. Deflating moments left and right for this game, and that was, we're already down probably 28 points at that part, but it just kills you to watch this team do something kind of right and then shoot themselves in the foot again. And one of the things I will say, Sean McVay says it all the time, but he was actually accurate here, is that they didn't put their players in position to seed at all in all three phases. The defensive game plan, we talked about it all week. We were so excited how we could shut down the tight ends, how we could minimize what Lamar Jackson does and keep him in a box. That it didn't matter if they had Mark Ingram or any of the other running backs because they weren't going to do anything. We were going to stuff up the middle and make Lamar throw the ball a lot more than he had to. None of that happened. The game plan was off from the get-go. I was sitting there going, get to halftime. Get to halftime. Wade Phillips has been a king at getting to halftime, adjusting, coming out, fixing the problem. Not the case. We continued. I mean, it looked at times when Lamar was throwing the ball, he was just picking apart our defense. But man, the Ravens sure had a fun time. Marcus Peters in his return to the Coliseum. Oh, he had a really good time. He had an interception of Jared Goff late in the game. He definitely let everyone know about it. I think everyone on the Ravens team came on the field to run down to the end zone to take that defensive picture with Marcus Peters. And he was chirping near the end of the game. They showed video clips of him on the sideline just going, Jalen, Jalen, sticking his tongue out, getting all aggressive and talking trash. And then after the game, had a few words with Jalen Ramsey that have now since gone kind of viral on the internet. He was hugging out one of the old coaches from the Rams. And I don't know who started it on that side. It looked like Jalen was actually chirping to him. And then Marcus Peters uh, laid into him with some words. They had to be separated. Even going into the tunnel. There's some video of them kind of going at it into the tunnel. Talking trash. Jalen Ramsey had to be literally uh, almost pushed into the locker room by one of his coaches. He was actually walking backwards, looking back towards the tunnel, towards where the visitor locker room is while his coach was pushing him back Marcus Peters had all of his pads off and he was chirping basically said hey I kicked your ass out of the playoffs probably a lot more than that what was shared but uh, I don't blame him man Marcus Peters was traded for what a fifth round pick and a guy that just got his first start in Kenny Young and I'm sorry not a start got his first time dressing with the team so he had to be a little offended by that you're one of the better corners on the team you get traded for what you think is you know a slice of bread You come back to the Coliseum, you whoop their butt, you hand it to them, you look like the better cornerback on the day, you have an interception, and you do it in your own Marcus Peters way, talking a lot of trash. So, not mad at you, kid. In a weird way, I kind of missed you tonight. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll talk some more about the offense on the other side. We're going to do game balls, play action balls. I think you have an idea who's going to have more on what side of that. All that and more coming up, Locked On Rams Tuesday. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
45 to 6 was the score, and man, the six points. I almost want to give them back. Take them, Greg the Leg. You can have them back. Uh, 45 to nothing is the way it felt. Jared Goff goes 26 of 37, 212 yards, two interceptions, and of course, the very standard Goff fumble where Gerald Everett gets beaten by his man on the outside and the sack fumble from behind, and it just kind of comes flailing out. Ravens defense actually tried to pick it up, scoop and score style of fashion. They went right over the top of it, and we actually got to recover it. And that was actually for the second field goal of Greg Zerline. If you remember, that drive actually started, I believe, with inside the five-yard line. Then there was a false start penalty that brought us back. And from there, it was a really broken down play uh, that went to Todd Gurley for a loss of like eight or 10 or whatever it was. And next thing you know, it's third and 18 from basically our 19 yard line. Jared Goff gets hit from behind fumble. There we have it. We kick a field goal. And that was probably one of the most exciting parts about our offense. We saw Jared Goff on that drive, uh, connect to a few people, Jared Everett, Robert Woods, Brandon cooks in his return, had a catch on that drive, a nice little toe drag to move the sticks. There was some excitement early in that drive, but that was about all we saw that whole game. Robert Woods, uh, welcome back, led the way with six catches along with Cooper Cup. Woods, with those six catches, had 97 receiving yards on nine targets. Cooper Cup led the way in targets with 10. Brandon Cooks with four, two catches. Jared Goff had some good throws. Jared Goff had some bad throws. It's basically been the storyline of his season so far. They had mentioned on the broadcast that he had said something during their conversations. When he sets his feet, he feels really good about his throws. But that has been the issue. If you even watched him in that first couple drives, he is moving his feet all over the place as if he's nervous or he doesn't feel comfortable back there. When he sets his feet, you see a little bit better results. But he was throwing high. He missed uh, I think it was Gerald Everett, or it might have been Tyler Higby in the end zone. Uh, if it's a good throw, it's a touchdown. If it's the throw that we get from Jared Goff most times this year, it's exactly what we saw. It was an overthrow, incomplete. Todd Gurley, six carries. I mean, what are you going to say? You need to give him the ball, but you can't give him the ball when you're down 28 to six at the half. You don't get the ball coming out. All of a sudden, you're down 35 to six. Uh, before you get the ball in the second half. So not much going for Todd Gurley. Never really had a chance. This offense couldn't get a first down to save its life. We were just outmatched. The Ravens were a much, much better team. And really for the Rams, uh, this has got to be a wake-up call because if there's any, any chance for you to get in the playoffs, you better bring something better than this because that level of competition, a.k.a. the Ravens, a.k.a. a playoff team, will whoop your butt again on national TV and kick you out of the playoffs in a one-and-done fashion. And some of you are shaking your head going, why even talk about the playoffs? There's, there's not really a chance. Well, if Minnesota Vikings collapse or the Packers collapse near the end of the year, there's a chance to wiggle in. So, I mean, yes, this isn't the end-all, be-all. We're not mathematically eliminated. But the way that we played today and the way that the other teams are playing in the NFC in your head, yeah, you're starting to eliminate the Rams, but mathematically still in it. Let's finish with game balls and play action balls. Uh, game balls, I got to go to Robert Woods. Six catches, 97 yards. He didn't quit on the ball game. He talked about the effort, and Sean McVay kind of said he, you know, he loves this team. He loves this locker room full of guys, and he thinks that they didn't quit on them, that you know, he saw some effort from them to close out the game. And, and the example of that would be Robert Woods. He really, uh, in that fourth quarter, had some good catches, some runs. 
He was being competitive the whole way through. Welcome back. I know he's going through a lot. He was targeted nine times, six catches, 97 yards, led the way on the offense. So uh, Robert Wood's going to give you a little tip of the cap, a little game ball in this losing effort. Oh, where else do I give a game ball? Corey Littleton had 12 tackles, but yet he was looked terrible at times in coverage and taking bad angles on Lamar, so probably can't do that. Taylor Rapp, 10 tackles. Meh. Samson Ibukum, one and a half sacks, one tackle for loss, eight total tackles. Samson Ibukum in the mustard yellows actually plays pretty good. I think defensively, probably one of the only guys that uh, you could maybe give a game ball on that side. But again, I don't want to give these out. You know that. So let's just switch it over. I'm done here. I'm done here. We're going to go to play action balls. Play action balls goes to the guy that you want to say, hey, here's the game ball. Nope, psych, take it back. And really, I individually could probably give one to each phase of this team, special teams, defense. An offense, but I'm going to give it to the coaching staff as well. Wade Phillips has got to get a play action ball here. Whatever game plan we had coming into this, it didn't work right from the get go. There seemed to be no adjustments to any of this. And every time that you thought, okay, maybe a little adjustment here, no, they went right down the field. Lamar was throwing to open targets. Yes, he's good. Yes, they did a great job scheming against us. I'm not going to discredit what they did because they absolutely were the better team hands down. But Wade Phillips, no adjustments, no slowing them down. 45 points on your home field on a Monday night game, which was almost considered a must win coming into this. The big hype, the talk about getting it done. We got a game plan for this guy. No, nothing. Zip, zero, zilch. Other play action ball. Might as well give it to the offensive coordinator on the other side, which we know is Sean McVay. Some very questionable play calling. He kind of called out some of the penalties in the red zone, but I'd like to talk about how we kind of matriculated our way down the field. We got to the red zone, and again, in very the Rams 2019 season fashion, just stumbled in the red zone. Wide receiver screen. Screen to Todd Gurley that went for negative 10 yards. Getting it to the five and not just going. We're first and 10 from the 11 or whatever it is. Hand the ball to Todd Gurley. Just run it down the throat twice. I know you always hear me complaining about running the ball and wanting to run the ball, but you're inside the red zone. Just pound the rock for a little bit. Do something. Wide receiver screen? No. No, thank you. Play calling was miserable. Who else deserves a play action ball? Jared Goff? Maybe. Probably. Two interceptions. One fumble that was recovered takes two sacks. QBR of 24.4. Just couldn't move the football. Again, uh, when we need them, that offense just can't lean on them or rely on them for points. This was just a tough one to watch, man. So I think we are all on the same page here that we are ready to flush this down the toilet and move on. Good thing is we got a crossover show tomorrow with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to be talking to those guys over there about this matchup just like Sean McVay said I'm going to pick it up we're going to move forward we'll talk about it a little bit more throughout the week because of course we've got Jake Ellenbogen we've got Serena Morales the crossover show as well we've got a full week of content still coming up so stay tuned with us guys if you have any questions comments or concerns let me know reach out to me on all the social media accounts LA underscore rambling bear on Twitter lockdown Rams Twitter Instagram Facebook leave me a message I have not had a chance to go on this is an instant reaction I had to come spit on the mic get rid of the steam Ravens, congratulations, man. Heck of a team. Hope you guys can compete in that AFC. Got the Chiefs, 
Got the Patriots. I would love to see Lamar Jackson in the Super Bowl. We will see maybe a Super Bowl preview next week. Lamar Jackson versus those 49ers. I know everyone just went to think about the 49ers in the postseason, but hey, man, this is our reality. We got to live with it. We're going to talk about it here at Lockdown Rams. But with that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.